Chapter Eight, Part Seven of Guide to the Study of the Christian Religion. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elsa Gallo. Guide to the Study of Christian Religion, edited by Gerald Bernie Smith. Chapter Eight, Part Seven the development of modern christianity six the missionary movement the influence of missionary ideals on modern christianity any historical account of the origin and development of modern christianity cannot overlook the influence of modern missions the contact of western christianity with the non-christian religions and peoples of the east has resulted in decisive modifications of modern religious thought modern christianity would not be what it is without modern missions the modification of missionary activities due to modern thought but on the other hand modern religious thought has been profoundly reacting upon modern missions missionary motives and methods the entire attitude of the missionary toward non-christian religions have been undergoing a rapid transformation during the last ten or twenty years it has gradually dawned upon the entire missionary management at home and abroad that the old approach to non-christian peoples on the basis of the old religious ideas and methods and in the old spirit was one of the principal causes of the failure of modern missions and there has recently appeared among missionary leaders an outspoken approval of and an eager resort to modern religious ideas for the solution of the most accurate problems in the mission field in their opinion there seems to have been a most providential timing in the appearance of these problems with the rise of modern religious thought the development of a cordial attitude toward modern ideas this change has been going on quietly among a few missionaries for many years but it has found no open expression until within the last ten years modern religious thought was completely banned from missionary conferences and literature previous to eighteen eighty eight small consideration and scant courtesy were shown it in the london conference of eighteen eighty eight slightly more consideration was shown it in the new york conference in nineteen hundred but in the meantime courage had entered into a few of the great leaders and by the time of the edinburgh conference in nineteen ten they were ready to face the modern situation frankly and to discuss it freely volume four of the report of the edinburgh conference is a marvelous disclosure of the coalescence of statesmanlike missionary conviction with modern religious thought factors in the broader view of missions the decade from nineteen hundred to nineteen ten marks an epoch in the advancement of the catholic attitude toward non-christian religions several conditions brought this about or helped to make it possible the progress of the science of comparative religion the gradual triumph of modern religious ideas and the spirit of catholicity in the west the sending out of a new generation of missionaries more or less acquainted with if not trained in the new ideas and the discovery through actual missionary experience that a sympathetic appreciative attitude towards the non-christian religions was absolutely essential to missionary success 
this was the almost anonymous testimony of the missionaries who contributed to the edinburgh report the tenor of all was in substance expressed by one who said the missionary should rejoice in every element of truth and goodness that he finds in the religion and in the practice of the people with whom he has to deal seeing that all truth and all goodness wheresoever found come through the inspiration of the holy spirit however ignorant a person may be of this source every religion exists by reason of the truth which is in it not by the virtue of its falsehood some problems which missionaries must face it is perfectly apparent that this new attitude toward the non-christian religions raises at once every problem of modern religious thought the problems of the conception of revelation and of inspiration and of the authority of scripture of the conception of god and of his relation to the race of the conception of christ and of his redemptive and prophetic supremacy of the conception of salvation in its conditions and of retribution in its nature the epoch-making significance of the edinburgh conference was the recognition by its leaders and members that theological questions were for the missionary crucial problems and that the only way out for the missionary was to think every problem through courageously in the light of all modern knowledge and conviction and the various commissions attempted to help the missionary to do this as far as it was possible within the time at their disposal all this mighty ferment of problems in the mission field has reacted upon thought and action at home the student should look for the missionary influence upon modern christianity chiefly in the following spheres of distinctly modern thought and activity comparative religion christian apologetics the ethical social movement the christian union movement it is not possible to refer the student to any book which deals expressly with this question the study of comparative religion and missionary ideals the science of comparative religion one of the most typical expressions of the historical movement owes much to foreign missions just how much it is not easy to determine various opinions are held regarding the indebtedness missionary leaders and workers are inclined to overestimate it while the scientists are inclined to ignore it or to underestimate it robert e speer says that for most of its knowledge of the non-christian religions and peoples the west is indebted to missionaries g t purvis said in the new york conference in nineteen hundred that christian missions have made possible the science of comparative religion while the comparison of religions is one of the first and most important tasks of the missionary and a few missionaries have done credible scientific work in this field yet the range and purpose of that comparison are quite different from those of the pure scientists a distinction is to be made between the materials of the science and the treatment of those materials while the missionaries have added greatly to the knowledge of oriental religions their method of treatment has been apologetic rather than scientific on the other hand there is no uncertainty as to the indebtedness of missionaries to the science of comparative religion but it has not been possible frankly to acknowledge it and take advantage of it until very recently commission four of the edinburgh conference said 
the conclusion is surely inevitable that provision should be made for thorough teaching in comparative religion in all our colleges and training institutes a new instrument of spiritual culture and propaganda has been put into the hands of the church by the progress of this science and it is surely a plain duty to use it a new apologetic for christianity the twentieth century is face to face with the need of a new christian apologetic this new need has been precipitated partly by the development of modern science modern philosophy and modern society but also partly by modern missions just as the new discoveries in modern science compel the reconstruction of christian apologetics in the light of the new scientific facts so the discoveries of missionaries in contact with the non-christian religions has compelled a reconstruction of christian apologetics in the light of the new religious facts it is a new religious world into which the missionary and the comparative religionist have introduced modern christianity and it has had to be reckoned with in contact with new races new societies new religions beliefs and new civilizations christianity is undergoing new tests and it is being compelled to reshape its message and redefine its essence there has gradually arisen the outline of a new apologetic whose fundamental postulates are a universally immanent ethical god in an organically related and growing world the need of social salvation modern missions have greatly reinforced the ethical social movement in the west it may be said that the foreign missionary was really the first to go into ethical social work with the gospel and the first to discover the social nature of christianity from the moment that he has set foot upon heathen soil he has been confronted with a social barrier to the acceptance of the gospel the most painful problems of the foreign missionary have been growing out of the differences between the social ideas of jesus and the social custom of heathenism this fact has raised one of the most keenly debated questions in modern missionary policy whether it is the business of the missionary to evangelize the heathen or to christianize heathendom missionaries have always realized the need of transforming the society as a means of saving the souls of the heathen thus foreign missions have constituted by necessity a vast social philanthropy the ethical social results of foreign missions have been from the beginning the most convincing argument in the missionary apologetic unconscious of the support which the propaganda of missions at the home base was giving to the social movement every missionary sermon or appeal has steadily added to the ethical social emphasis of modern christianity since the unsurpassed work of dennis in collecting and arraying the social results of missionary work no one has doubted the social nature and the social value of christianity in the foreign field missionary work has assumed every form of social and personal philanthropy medical educational charitable and industrial the movement toward christian union the spirit of catholicity is a characteristic product of the modern missionary movement it appears not only in the modern missionaries attitude toward non-christian religions but in their attitude toward each other's denominational beliefs and practices in the presence of a vast hedonism 
the missionaries of all denominations are compelled to draw together the most urgent appeal for christian union during the past generation has come from the mission field the movement began with a feeling of the need of christian comedy and rose to a desire for federation and in many places it has developed into a demand for organic union various forms of cooperation have been entered into usually between churches of the same denominational type some of the constitutions of these unions may be found in the appendixes of volume eight of the edinburgh report the entire volume is given up to the report of the commission on cooperation and the promotion of unity and it's the most important appeal for christian union ever sent out to a divided christendom all the great missionary conferences during the last fifty years have laid emphasis upon the need of union and the amount of time devoted to the question has steadily increased with each succeeding conference it is conceded that the greatest obstacle to the union of the churches in the foreign field is the opposition of the churches at home in the face of this insistent demand of missionaries for freedom to unite their forces the churches at home have been compelled to take up the problem of christian union and to moderate their sectarian attitude toward their sister denominations the first significant response to this demand has been the organization of the federal council of churches of christ in america the student will find the best discussions of the relation of foreign missions to the christian union movement in the reports of the various missionary conferences and in the reports of the meetings of the federal council end of chapter eight part seven recording by elsa gallo for batelion tampa florida part seven the development of modern christianity